0: Steve Lance, your host of the Capitol Report on NTD News. If you have not done so yet, please hit that subscribe button to stay up to date with all of the latest news coming out of the nation's capital and beyond. On Tuesday, Trump-backed candidate Alex Mooney beat incumbent rep David McKinley in a Republican primary in West Virginia. McKinley was one of 13 Republicans in Congress who voted with Democrats to support President Joe Biden's $1.2 trillion infrastructure bill. Mooney thanked voters and former President Trump for his victory. And children are at the top of the ballot in key elections, as they were in the state of Virginia, over issues of critical race theory. With the 2022 midterm cycle upon us, these cultural issues will likely play a major role in the upcoming fall elections. Elizabeth Johnston is author of the book Little Lives Matter, and we're happy to have her on to discuss. Elizabeth Johnston, thank you so much for joining us on the Capitol Report.
1: It's an honor to be with you.
0: There seems to be a lot of culture wars brewing uh, throughout the country right now, whether you have the Supreme Court, the issue with Disney, uh, CRT, specifically when it comes to uh, children, what should parents be doing right now to protect their children?
1: I would tell parents to please not have their heads in the sand and to be aware of what is going on in the schools Um, and, and culture on social media. We have TikTokers celebrating their abortions on social media. We have uh, TikTokers uh, really just coming apart because they are no longer going to be able to have casual sex because they are concerned that that, uh, Roe v. Wade is going to be overturned. The destructive messaging that is being sent to children right now is very concerning, and that's why um, I recently partnered with Brave Books to write a pro-life children's book called Little Lives Matter.
0: You just mentioned uh, that you had written a book, uh, Little Lives Matter, is the title. It's a very interesting uh, title. Tell us a little bit about it.
1: Little Lives Matter is a beautifully illustrated book about a baby bear named Moby who is missing a paw. And uh, this, of course, is a difficulty, this disability for him. And his mother is faced with the temptation and the bullying by culture, the vulture, uh, who is a character, a villain in the book, to uh, get rid of Moby. And uh, she chooses life for Moby. And Moby has a wonderful life. And then the book takes you all the way uh, to the end of of the mom's life, and and Moby, a uh, culture of the vulture reenters the book and is pressuring Moby to end his mother's life. It, it's it's not it doesn't come across dark in any way. It's it's done in a very appropriate way for children, where they don't even realize, you know, what they're what they're learning necessarily, but they're getting the concept of the sanctity of human life instilled in them, and it just really teaches. Um, It advocates for the beauty and the value of life for the unborn, for the disabled, and for the elderly at the end of life. And if your audience goes to bravebooks.com, they can get their copy of the book.
0: Wow, sounds fascinating. I mean, uh, abortion is obviously taking center stage right now. Um, Is there an onus on the early education system to instill proper values to children? And does this become more of a challenge the more we try to take God out of our uh, everyday life?
1: Well, certainly, but I think most parents would be happy if the public schools would just return to teaching our kids reading, writing, and arithmetic, not questioning their gender and and, you know, radical uh, doctrines such as that. So, you know, I, I'm not one of those that's necessarily pushing prayer in schools. I would just like reading, writing and arithmetic in schools at least. Um, it, it's gotten so absurd. We've literally caught the uh, school districts in conservative areas, for instance, in Indiana. Um, teaching kids how to take the bus route to to the abortion clinic uh, because their parents would not approve of them doing so. I mean, this is just this is as absurd as it gets. Um, And and, you know, these the radical sex education is just money in the pocketbook of Planned Parenthood, because that is their bread and butter is uh, unplanned pregnancies, desperate people coming to them, Uh, to rid themselves of this unexpected uh, pregnancy. So what's taking place in the schools, uh, this is not what any of us send our kids to school for. Those of us that choose Christian school or homeschool, certainly we should be concerned because our tax dollars are going toward uh, this type of radical indoctrination in schools.
0: Elizabeth Johnston, thank you for joining us. Thank you. And the Democrat-controlled House passed a nearly $40 billion package for Ukraine last night. The funding is aimed to provide Ukraine with military and economic assistance. The yeas are 368, the nays are 57. The bill is passed. Without objection, a motion to reconsider is laid on the table. The package is $7 billion more than what President Biden had recently proposed. The House voted 368 to 57, with all Democrats and nearly three out of every four Republicans supporting the bill. The package will be sent to the Senate within the next several days for their vote. The United States is facing unprecedented economic challenges, and many experts say a recession could be on the horizon. In response, some members in the United States Congress are calling for more discussion before authorizing more government spending. A vote to authorize another $40 billion for Ukraine passed the House last night but some members voted against it. One of those members is Florida Congressman Greg Stubbe, we're happy to have him on to discuss. Congressman Greg Stubbe, thank you for joining us on the Capitol Report. Yeah, thanks for having me. Congressman, another $40 billion for Ukraine was uh, voted and passed by the House. Um, you voted against this bill, could you tell us why that is?
2: Yeah, several reasons. The first is we just allocated $14 billion. $300-plus million was going to weapons. Have those been received in Ukraine? What happened to the initial funding? Why do we need more funding? Uh, What happened to the amount of spending that was originally there? $40 billion is the equivalent of DHS, Customs and Border Patrol, Coast Guard, TSA, and ICE combined in one annual spending. Uh, We have an invasion on our southern border, record inflation, all sorts of big issues that are affecting our country. I don't understand why we should be borrowing $40 $40 billion from the Chinese to give it to the Ukrainians with absolutely no assurances or safeguards that the money is actually going to go for its intended purpose.
0: Speaking of the Chinese, uh, some say that where the money is being spent and if it's in the right place is all subjective, and that the bigger question may be, why are we spending so much money and resource on uh, fighting Russia when our most serious adversary is China, who always seems to get a free pass and lurk in the shadows?
2: Yeah, it's a great question for this administration that's obviously compromised uh, by the Chinese Communist Party um, and not taking a strong stance against the Chinese Communist Party. John Ratcliffe, the head of our intelligence agency under the Trump administration when he left, said the number one threat facing the safety and security of the American people was the Chinese Communist Party. Uh, so absolutely, you're right, we should be focusing on Chinese aggression. Uh, we've already given money to the Ukrainians. We've, Trump gave them javelins. Uh, we don't know the status of those initial appropriations at the beginning of the war. And uh, I think there's a lot more problems right here in the homeland that should be the focus of the American taxpayers in Congress.
0: Congressman Stubbe, I want to ask you about a bill that you introduced not too long ago uh, called Protection of Women and Girls in Sports Act. If you could, tell us uh, what this bill is aiming to do and what type of progress it might be making in the House.
2: Yeah, the bottom line is this bill would not allow biological men to compete with women in athletics, Title IX sports. Uh, Women's sports was created, Title IX was created in 1973. Uh, We're coming up to the 50-year anniversary of Title IX sports for for women. And women should be able to compete with women and, and have all the things that it was created to do when we created Title IX way back in the 70s. And allowing biological men to compete with females on the athletic field is not not, uh, fair to our women uh, competitors. So what this bill would do is not allow biological men to compete with women in women's collegiate activities or any type of women's athletics. And if these colleges and universities deny that, then they're going to lose federal funding. There's no better way to get the attention of the uh, a lot of people who get federal government funding than to take away the amount of money that they get. All these universities get a ton of federal money from the United States government. And if they violate this bill, if this bill were to become law, then they would lose their federal funding. We filed a discharge petition on the floor. It's the only way that the minority can get the attention of the speaker and force a vote. Uh, We're over 110 co-signers on the discharge petition. Yesterday, Leader McCarthy signed it and said that he was going to make this one of the top bills that would be passed in the first 100 days when Republicans take the majority back.
0: My follow-up was going to ask you what type of support you're getting uh, from your colleagues, but I think you just answered it. Um, There seems to be a lot of culture wars brewing right now uh, throughout the country, especially in your state of Florida. Uh, One I'd like to get your thoughts about is the issue with Disney. Is what Governor DeSantis has done by stripping them of their special status, uh, you have other lawmakers wanting to take away their copyright protections and overreach in, in your opinion?
2: No, I don't think that a single company should get special privileges just because of the size of their company in Florida. And Disney's getting privileges through the state law that people like Universal, that's a neighboring um, uh, infrastructure there in Orlando, that they don't get. Uh, So why should we be giving—why should the law give preferential treatment to one company over the other? I certainly support what the governor and the legislature has done uh, to equal the playing field as it relates to competitiveness in corporations.
0: Congressman Greg Stubbe, thank you for joining
2: us. Yeah, thanks for having me.
0: I just want to thank everybody for listening to this episode. If you enjoy our content, please leave us a rating and a review, as it really goes a long way in helping us spread the truth. Until next time, I'm your host, Steve Lance at NTD, and we'll see you soon.